Rush. Rush. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good. Today's guest is Benjamin Slock. I think that's how you say it. I, I just heard on the playback how you say it, but I already forgot how to say it. Son of a bitch. Hold on, let me see how he says it. Um, in in Holland, you said Slocht. So, so it's a, a typical, typically Slock. Slock. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm editing it down here. I'm editing the podcast down, and I'm right at that spot. So I thought I would just let you peer in to the process, the magical process of podcasting. Anyways, um, I hope everyone's doing okay. The holiday season is upon us. Hope everyone's Thanksgiving was good. I know I gained seven pounds over the weekend, so it was uh, pretty absurd, but whatever. Um, so a little bit about my guest today. His name is Benjamin Slock, and he is from Amsterdam, and, and this is via a Facebook Messenger, video, phone, app, whatever. And... Uh, I just think that he, this dude is super interesting. Uh, you'll hear how I met him. He actually came down and stayed with me and Raina for a couple days. And uh, him and his girlfriend, just wonderful people. He mostly worked because he works a lot. He's a workaholic. And that's okay. He came down to San Diego to vacation, but he ended up working through that because he had deadlines for Heinz ketchup. So, um what we're about to hear is a graphic designer who is very good at his job and someone who has just started his own firm. So um, we're shifting gears here from music to artist. Um, I mean, Courtney Blazon, she was an artist that we talked to a few weeks back. So um, this isn't anything out of the ordinary. I love this guy. This dude's awesome. He's I'm talking to him uh, from Amsterdam. So let's just get right into it. You can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com and you can check out the website we speak English good.net. I got some good, good, good content coming up. So stay tuned for that. And let's just get into the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking to Benjamin Slacked, right? That's how you say it? Yeah. It was, so how you say it is that Benjamin uh, Slacht is S-L-A-G-T. Yeah. But um, you're... Uh, in, you're in, in uh, you said Slacht. So, so it's a, a typical, typically d- a Dutch last name. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I noticed that the most people from especially America and England as well, they have difficulty sp- uh, speaking it out. Uh, but it's like Slacht. Slacht. So if you... Slacht. 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 So slacht. it's like, yeah, slacht. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to ruin it constantly. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, no, I'm too American. 
If, if you can, if you can uh, speak out uh, the word slacht, you can manage in Holland. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so Benjamin is a graphic yeah. designer, graphic artist, um, and he's worked for big companies such as, I think, what Heineken was what you were working for when exactly, we met. Yes. The Heineken is uh, one of them, yes. Uh, and can you name some of the bigger companies that you've worked for or worked with? Yeah, well, I've, like I said, uh, said you already, I've been working uh, in advertising business for, uh, I think, at least 10 years now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been working for um, more than 60 brands, I think. And the, one of the biggest are uh, Heinz, Heinz Ketchup. Uh, I do a lot of things for uh, Samsung, uh, Heineken. I worked for Nike as well, Nike Inc. Um, I worked for a lot of beverages, uh, so a retail I did. Uh, and I did automotives like uh, BMW, uh, Opel, Suzuki, um, you name it, you know. I mean, I can give you a list, but uh, I've been doing a, a lot of stuff for big brands. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. No, I just wanted a few yeah. just so, like, people listening yeah. get an idea who we're talking to. And, exactly, yeah. And yeah. We're, we're talking to a professional, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> so, here, um, so um, ben, Benjamin and I met. I, I, I just want to tell this story real quick before we yeah. get into um, more about you, but I was playing a um, an oyster fest in Long Beach, California, and uh, yeah. I, uh, it was before it was before I had to play, I think. And me and my buddy Sam were in line to a uh, to get some food, and I was yeah. I was eating an apple, and then I walked away. And we're in. By the way, we were at the end of the line, and the line was moving like a fucking snail. And so yeah. I, I threw away my apple. I come back and I just sort of jump back in line and now there's a new person behind us who is the last person in line, Benjamin, and he just looks at me and you, well, you were like, what the fuck? Like, I think that's what you said, right? Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why? what the hell? Because he thought that I was trying to cut in front of him and I just thought that was so funny that he thought I was trying to cut in front of him trying to exactly. cut in front of the last guy in line instead of trying to go to the front of the line and cut i'm like i'm gonna cut in front of the last guy and that will get <laughs> me there faster and then of course i explained myself and then we started talking and chatting and we started chatting about music and stuff but um yeah. that turned into hanging out in san diego and you guys having a little vacation down there even though ben worked the whole time <laughs> but but you know what? It was a it was a quiet place for him to work. So um, I'm, I'm glad that they were they got to come down him and his beautiful girlfriend Jen. And um, yeah, so that's how we met. And um, I, I wanted to ask you what uh, when you were going to uh, did did you come from a family of artists? Yeah, well, uh, good question. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Yes, please. Um, I can be very uh, uh, plain with uh, plain with that because uh, we grew up in a very creative family. My mother was always uh, painting with us. Oh. I was doing creative stuff with us. If we came from school, she was painting. So we were basically every day we were confronted by art itself. And my father was a drawing too. Uh, they were not doing this as a profession because my father worked for, for worked for the council and my uh, my mother uh, worked in admis did administration work. But she uh, during that time where we were little, she uh, she was taking care of us at uh, at home. But she was also always painting. She did a study uh, 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 school of arts, and uh, but she always was trying to practice with us, always stimulating us to you know trying to do different ways and yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you, so that, yeah. So you did have. So there was a background in art, and you now now yeah. you. Um, so when did you decide? I mean, like, did you start as a painter, or did you start as a sketch artist? Like, what was your medium that you started as? I, I, I'm originally graduated as a graphic designer, but the funny part is when I was doing my internship, so after my mother uh, blew us away with all this, this art and all these things that we can do, we fi finally went on different routes, all of us. My sister is a singer-songwriter, so she went to the uh, music and more in the mu musician uh, world. Uh, my brother is an art director, also an art advertiser, and little brother did photography, so we were all basically doing things uh, with creativity. And I uh, did graphic design uh, uh, during that time, when I was studying. And during my first intern place, uh, I was working, I was behind my desk, and there was suddenly a guy next to me. He had his big uh, uh, Wacom screen uh, with him, uh, Cintiq it's called. Uh, the most artists will know that when I say that, and that's basically a screen where you can draw on. And I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and you know, I was—I've been drawing all my life, and this guy is like drawing on the screen. And, uh, and he was hired uh, at that time for a big job uh, at that ad agency where I was working. And I walked to him and I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, "I'm visualizing." So he explained his his work and um, um, what he what he does uh, and how he works with what kind of programs. And that's where when it all started for me. That's the point where I started to visualize. That's the vi we call it in Holland visualizers, uh, and uh, in the States they call it storyboard artists, uh, right. visualizers as well, illustrators. So basically, I did both. So I did graphic design and visualizing, but the the first couple of years after my graduation, I immediately uh, hopped uh, hopped uh, into the uh, advertising world as a storyboard artist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So when, what, what were like some of the um, immediate challenges that you saw when you started going into that world? Like, because like as a beginner at at anything, yeah. you're not great at it. What was like some of the bigger challenges that you had to overcome when you were first starting with all all of this new and graphic design? This is really also again a good point. Um, uh, I think everybody has his own perspective on this. My my perspective was and still is is that I did something new, and because you're doing something new, you're quite insecure about it. You're not yeah. ready, and uh, you know. But you, at some point, you have to do it. I mean, if you want to work for a brand that's bigger uh, or f more famous, you have it. You need to in your portfolio. You you need to make that step. Uh, some people say, but how how can I make the step? How can how can I be in touch with these kind of uh, uh, companies and what I did is uh, is uh, I went to a couple of ad agencies and during that time there were not a lot of storyboard artists here in Amsterdam. Uh, there were, but uh, there there were from the 90s, so there was a different generation. There not there there were not a lot of newcomers. So I had a chance to do uh, storyboarding and I said, yeah, well I do storyboarding, and they said, okay, well maybe you can work for us tomorrow. Okay, and then <laughs> so it sounds easy. But this this is the point where it's when when it was very when it started very tough for me. So when I started working, um, I did one or two sketches over a whole day, and people were like, "What's this guy doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I can do it. I can draw." You know? Yeah. No, but it was not. It wasn't like that. I mean, I was totally smacked in the face. Like, okay, I need experience. Mm -hmm. So um, at that point, I was like, okay, the first thing I need to do now is to train and to practice. 
and craftsmanship. So craftsmanship, I think, in every kind of specific world is very important. When I was certain about my craftsmanship, when I was certain about, okay, now I can, I was, I had this uh, experience already. I had, I did a couple of job, uh, jobs next to this job that I've been talking about. I all screwed them. And I was like, okay, I have to get back. I did a lot of training and then I did it again. Not that perfect as I do it now, but it was better than the first time. Right. And, and step by step, I went better and better. But always kept that balance from, okay, I did something, I trained something new, now I can go to a new client. And then uh, during that client, I was like, oh, I have to do this better. And then, so what pe most people do is they get stuck in their training habit. So they train too much. And then when it, at, so, at some certain point, you have to make a step just to, but because uh, experience is also making mistakes yeah. and getting better. Yeah. So, so your biggest challenge was uh, just keeping up with the the amount of work that you had to like your output. Is that what you're trying to say, kind of? Exactly. So my whole point was um, there is a sort of um, speedness and fastness uh, in advertising, and I think also in the movie industry uh, that you have to have to work in. So people are expecting a lot from you, and you have to. Go, uh, like the time is money mentality is very big in that industry. Right. Both in. Uh, so I had to get used to it. So uh, at some point I was used. I was used. Uh, I was used to it. But it took uh, a couple of years, to be honest. I thought I was there in the beginning a couple of times, and then I was smacked again in the <laughs> face, and then, oh fuck, I screwed this assignment again, and I have to get a, get a new one, and then I went on and on and on, and then eventually, after I think. It was four years. I, I still call it my swing. I found my swing, and it was like I, I could, you know, do so much work in one day. It was unbelievable. I just so it's basically have to, and that's difficult uh, in that industry. At some sort of point, you need to adapt. Yeah. Uh, and that's difficult because you want to be autonom uh, autonomous. Do I say it correctly? Uh, uh, um, autonomous? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's uh, autonomy. You want to be. Autonomous, like you yeah. want to be yourself. As right, right, you exactly. Want, yeah, you want to make and create whatever you want to create. And when somebody says to you, oh, "Well, I want to have uh, a girl in this in this image, which is standing on uh, standing on her head," and I'm like, "No, that can't be." I have to listen to the client, and that I had to get used to it as well. So there were so many different perspectives in which you can say, "Okay, now am I? I'm somewhere," you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so when uh, when a client comes to you and they're like they have really no idea what they want, and let's just say you're designing a logo, and when yeah. a client comes to you, where do you start with them? Because that that always blew my mind that an artist could just talk to somebody, like you know, a graphic designer could just talk to somebody for you know a few minutes and then have like a twenty different designs for them ready the next day or something. You know, so like that that's always to me insane and beautiful yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and part of the art of it. Yeah. So, so you, the, your question is uh, um, again? break down uh, break down if a, when a client comes to you asking for a, a, a newly designed logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is this is um, a, a mistake that a lot of artists does. They they um, they either don't have the experience to know what they have to do, or they uh, just do something. You know, th yeah. that's just belongs to experience. But in most cases, 
uh, and I, I'm talking about beginners, they just do something and they, they just randomly create uh, stuff. Yeah, that's me. Uh, that's what I was. That's what I would do. I was just I'm just gonna go. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but uh, that's what I think a creative would do without no to, without an experience in advertising. Yeah. But if if you have your experience, you know that uh, I call it sprints. You need sprints uh, when you have, uh, for example, uh, an idea. Um, that's a sprint. When you have uh, when you're conceptualizing your idea, that's sprint two. For example, when you're uh, you have you when you're conceptualizing your idea and then designing that sprint three. So here you go. You have three sprints. This is a point, a story which you can complain, uh, not complain, <laughs> which you can um, uh, tell your client as well. This is this is part of the uh, of your approach. If you um, say, "Well, here's your logo. Just choose between ten. Yeah. it makes it difficult for a client because the story towards the client uh, towards the logo is is the story of the client. That's what most uh, designers uh, forget sometimes, yeah. uh, and that story is your uh, also your business model. Because uh, when you start a conversation with a client, you go into a brainstorm, uh, uh, and you go and you go talking, and you come talking with them, and uh, in, in try to get, understand this vision. Uh, trying to understand uh, what which, are, uh, which what are, I'm sorry, you're up. Um, just one. What are some of the yeah. questions that you ask your client when you're trying to figure out what you want to design for them? Yeah. Well. The, uh, okay. Let's let's say we have the I call it the consciousness uh, uh, client. Uh-huh. Some clients they don't they just don't know what they want to do. They only say, Yeah. Well, you know, I want to sell shoes. Okay. <laughs> and what kind of shoes do you want to sell? Well, I don't give a shit. I just want to sell shoes. I've got a lot of money and. Uh, okay, these are the, this sounds weird, but these 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 are the clients I don't want to work for. Yeah, I I, I want to work for clients who have who has a vi- who has vision as well who wants to tell a story. So for example, you have a story where where a client says, well, you know, I'm, I'm making shoes, but uh, I create them in Kazakhstan, uh, and Kazakhstan is not about Borat. So this is a story. Here you go. You can tell something about. Okay, this is a shoe that comes from Kazakhstan, but it isn't Borat. So here's a story. And um, uh, I, I, and what I do, I, I bring them uh, per truck and then by boat to the states. So mm-hmm. don't no airplane. No, no. I just want to keep the, keep on land and on sea. Okay. Well, here you go. That's another story. So, so a story makes it more uh, handy. So what I say. That's your question, right? What I say to clients in order to. Well, well, like what? Well, I think the re- the original question is how do you how do you. Um how do you handle new uh, a client coming to you for a new design? And um, you're sort of breaking that yeah. down. Like handle it uh, like the first steps or as in uh, when they Oh, no, no. I mean like the, the, the process. Like so you're saying you like to hear the story and then so when you get a story and an idea of where what this company is and where this company comes from and what their laurels are and what, what they stand for, how do you take that information and discern it down into a, an image or even words? Yes, yes, I got it. So uh, mo- some designers do it individually. They say, okay, well, I've got, got the other information. I will get back to you in one week and I've, I've got some ideas then. Mm-hmm. This is not, not a, how I work. I What I do most of the time is I uh, go into a, a sprint, like I told you, mm-hmm. uh, with the client the first, first I think one week or two weeks where we meet up two or three times a week 
and we just talk about the company. We just talk and talk and talk, and I write a lot of down, like his vision, his ways, and I. What I do is I basically uh, get some ideas out of it, ideas that that would work in advertising. Mm-hmm. So uh, if he says, "Yeah, I, I will," uh, we come from, we make them in Kazakhstan. We we don't want to be related to Borat. Yeah. I think that's a really funny idea. So you can visually you can do a lot with that. So that's what I do. I basically uh, and that's what I explain them as as well. I said I always say uh, in the first stage we uh, we just talk. We just talk. I'm uh, trying to. I want to uh, understand your company to the max and, and touch the soul as well. And when 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 the soul is there, when I when I touched it, when I have the feeling, okay, we're here. I can move forward, and then I can design. So that's the sprint too. What I'm talking about. Okay. So when we talk together, and we and I've made some sketches uh, during our conversations, like what do you think of this and what is this? Is uh, it yeah? I like it. And we you know go further. I go back and I say. Okay, what I do next is I make a mood board. I set up a mood board together, which with different styles, different images uh, of uh, of uh, well, images where where I'm thinking of if I hear this story. And uh, and then the our next meeting, I come back and I say, okay, we talked about this story. I visualized it, uh, and we talked about visualizing. I visualized our story, and this is where I come up with. These kind of shapes, and I think we have to move for, uh, towards this shape. And I explain it through uh, through uh, uh, with with the, with the story again. So I say this is I choose these kind of shapes because of this, uh, and eventually you can get this out of it. Mm. Uh, and then if you have an approval, the client says, "Well, I like this. Let's try this route." Uh, and then the story starts. So so it takes time before you actually start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well. Well, that makes yeah. the most sense to me to like actually get an idea of what, I mean, even if a client doesn't know what they're looking for, you can still pull information out of them that informs your decision and informs your creativity and like how you can visualize what they're trying, what they're telling you, which geez, exactly. which sounds so complicated to me. Like, I'm just too lazy for that. <laughs> now, do you ever have problems with... um? Do you ever have problems with like a client maybe that you're like you keep bringing them a logo and they keep turning it down and they just keep and they're so particular that it kind of to be honest okay and I'm completely honest okay okay for the last four years three to four years uh, 98 of my uh, assignments go through immediately and I tell you why that why that is happening I've uh, my strategy of how I work now now is uh, in a storytelling way. So I don't, um, when I present, uh, mostly, w- uh, when I started, for example, the first, four, the first four years, there was a lot of rejection. And I felt like, can I make anything nice? I was really doubting about myself because of that, you know, and that's what mo- obviously most people do. But I, I, that's when I started to change my strategy uh, into uh, present- the presentation around that logo. This is where I... Where I made the uh, the next step, when I was trying to understand, and that's a long story, to be honest. No, but when go I ahead, when please. I, when I try to uh, I'm, try to make it short, <laughs> when no, I try to think, un- when I understand the fact that if you have a logo, um, you need to explain it. Uh, you need to explain how you came to it, uh, how you came together with it, and uh, and from that point 
how you came to that point. So you, you basically make a timeline from the, the first conversation with the client towards the first logo. Mm. And that timeline is your presentation. And that's really funny, but I'm, I noticed with most of the clients that I've been working with for the last couple of years, yeah, if, if it's a brand or a private company or something like that, they really appreciate that timeline. They really appreciate because then they see, they notice how much work it goes it goes into creating a logo. That's what people and especially some clients, smaller as well or start startups, they really underestimate it. They think, oh yeah, just make a logo, you know. Right. But right. That, and when they see that 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 progress, they notice like, okay, well, this was really some work, and and they and they see involvement as well. And that's my point. Um, this is the part where I say, but to be honest, I only visualized your idea. Oh, the stories were already there. It was your story. So the, this, this object that, that came out of it is an object that is the conclusion of our, your story and our, our being together, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. You, I like that. I really like how you're sort of putting... Um, it's like, well, this is your creation because this is what exactly. came from you. I, I just channeled it, and and then that, and that of course feeds ego <laughs> for the client, and 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 it, and you know, and it helps close the sale. Which is interesting to me that you still that like when you work for advertising that you have to sell the client too. It's it to me. It's I don't know. It it seems redundant. I don't know. It just seems funny. It's funny to me that you have to sell the you know sell the sellers i don't know but but that's how it works i don't like the word sell to be honest uh-huh. um but at a certain point i do need to uh it is important you know to sell it uh-huh. um but uh, selling is uh, the managing part you know as in if you if you want to make a deal uh for example selling is um yeah it, it is an important way but most most of the time i just say collaboration yeah I like because that with, uh, we, because with the collaboration, uh, I invest as well right. in a client, uh, and the, and uh, and as you say, sell. I sell I sell something, and somebody gets something and goes away. No, it's not like that. When I give something, I'm respond. If I create something, I'm respond. Every person, and that's my opinion. If if a person that works as a creator, that uh, can be in music field or or, or a graphic designer, what else? You're responsible of what you put in the air or on your fucking paper. Yeah. And and so everything you do you do you must do carefully, you know, uh, and make sure that it goes into the in in, in into the good uh, wavelengths, you know, into the world. Yeah. And that's what I say. It's clients as well. When when I'm done with my work, I I co- I still co- have contact with them. I say, how is it work? How's it going? How's how's the logo doing? How's your how are your friends uh, reacting on it? How's your business reacting on it in a business point of view uh so i keep track on it you know wow to make sure yeah to make sure it goes in a good direction yeah totally and and then so when you do you have a lot of repeat um clients that keep coming i mean obviously i know you work with big companies but like do you have go ahead yeah no go ahead (laughs) no i'm i'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question, but I don't know if it if it's even a question. 
um, I mean, do you have a lot of repeat customers that come back and or are collaborators? I should say. Do you have any repeat people who come back and want you to like expand on the idea, or or, or is well, it mostly they take it and they they like it and then they come back for something different? Well, that's funny because. Um, uh, Good question. Let me think about it to give a, a carefully answer on that. Oh, sure. Um, the thing is, I have um, th- uh, because I've discovered this the, for the last couple of years. Uh, I, I only have this for the last couple of years. So uh, uh, when I create something for a client, uh, and I'm resp- and I feel I feel responsible for it, these clients will they notice it directly. So most of my clients now. Uh, are basically creative partners with me. Hmm. That's that's how I put it, uh, and that's why they come back. I didn't have it in the beginning, like I told you. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of individual assignments. Okay, thank you very much, boy. And then after a couple of years, I saw something completely different from their from their design and their the logo or something or, or branding. You know how, yeah. you go, how to call it. Uh, but but now I go into a part creative partnership, and I really I really I really think this is the good way. You know, and uh, yeah, that makes. Uh, Client happy and and talking about sort of assignments. Sometimes an assignment is finished. You know, you got, if your logo is finished, uh, I mean, if you if you go uh, look to the logo, for example, from Apple or Shell, all these big companies, they change every ten years. So, uh, my, with other words, there's there's not a good chance that I will change the logo within ten years. <laughs> right? Yeah, stuff. yeah, and and that's like the goal, right? To keep a logo, keep your logo. Uh, it's something that can change with the times and something exactly. something that's timeless and that can yeah. move forward with the company as it grows or whatever it does. Exactly. And people always, uh, some people are denying it that it's not time related, but most, I think most uh, forms are time related. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in a sense, sometimes the logo is so sharp and so good, like the swoosh of the Nike mm-hmm. is so sharp. It's, for its, it's way too early for its time, the, the simplicity. But the, the original logo was a Nike on it, and most people from that time know it. Mm-hmm. It was a Nike on it, and for the last 10 years, they cho- chose to only use the swoosh. Yeah, oh, yeah. The whole less is more mentality just came, just came later on. Right, because that, that that logo is so embedded in the lexicon of of the of the world because Nike's worldwide that just a swoop, a simple swoop, is going to tell everybody everything they need to know. Which, exactly, which is so beautiful. Yeah. That is like one of the beautiful things about um, graphic design in the advertisement world and how it grabs somebody for so long. And it, it's yeah. it's it's interesting. It's interesting how it's that. It, it, it is really interesting and uh, shaping things uh, that's what I'm saying if you create a, a guy I, 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 if if I'm sure I'm not sure <laughs> to be honest but I think it was a Japanese guy who created it for uh, $100 I think oh wow the swoosh yeah uh, a lot of money I, I'm not sure maybe I'm uh, between two stories but I, I know that it was for not a lot of money and somebody made it just very quickly uh, and another guy was like, "Okay, this is a really nice logo. I want to use it. Okay, you can use it now. It's worthy, worthy, worthy of millions, you know? Right? Most billions. So yeah, it, it can change rapidly, you know. A, a design can be, and especially now with social media and everything, things can change rapidly. You know, people get uh, 
uh, get uh, pulled by images at the daily base, you know, and uh, there's so many choice. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, images uh, can just be so powerful. I mean, even if they're trying to sell you something, it's still like, like it can grab you in a way that's that just. Yeah. I wish I could think of a good example, but I'm just not there. <laughs> well, I mean, some some people some people would say maybe uh, concerns like uh, McDonald's or KFC. They just they shout a lot and uh, they have their banners online and all this stuff. But they make they really make funny commercials, you know. And we have the budget for it, you know. They're 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 multi-dollar companies and. Uh, uh, you know, you can create a lot of stuff, but these these companies just wanna wanna expand, expand, expand. I, I to be honest, I like the companies who are who has uh, a chance to get bigger mm -hmm. because they have a good story. Yeah, yeah. Then the companies that are already big and you know trying to get bigger or want to stay. You know, I mean, you're big enough. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> it's like we yeah. get it. You're the golden arches. Everybody knows. Exactly, but but again, what you see, and that's what I I was noticing when I went to San Francisco in 2014. It was really weird. I saw I'm am seeing this happening also in, uh, in in Amsterdam now, and I saw it in LA, and didn't saw it in San Diego, but I'm pretty sure it will come over there. <laughs> is that people people are getting more aware? Come on, people yeah. are getting more aware about food, but you know that because all the information is it goes quicker quicker than usual, mm -hmm. and then than it was before. So what I see is that there are so many smaller shops opening up. Don't want to say <laughs> and point out to all the hipster shops. shops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, let me put it like that. Also the hipster shops, but the small, smaller shops of people who are really interested in one subject, for ex for example, one herb, and say, I want to sell this, and I want to make a product of this, and I don't want to be big. I just want to be small. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the reverse way, that, and that's something that's that's been going on for the last five or ten years, you know. Right. Well, I think that like these big companies get um, get so caught up in just pushing shit down their throat that their product actually starts to decline because they're in constant need to make more money, and like every year they need to make more money that their products end up falling by the wayside. So they're trying to figure out how to produce this small, um, produce this for less money. But when you have someone like what you like, you're saying like in San Francisco, like a boutique, like. I don't know, like a knife store. Like this guy's back there pounding away on a knife for two yeah. weeks and he has a yeah. back order for like three years, but it's just because he's back there pounding away, crafting this perfect knife that someone's yeah. going to take and, you know, cut their turkey with or whatever they're whatever they're going to cut with. But, but people go there because they know that they're going to go get a quality knife and this is what they're paying for. And, and they, they know they can go to... Um, Target or Walmart and buy a shitty knife off the shelf, but they want a a, a handcrafted artisanal knife, you know. Exactly, and that's what happening, and that's what happening in Holland as well. And that's why you see this different. Uh, if I must say, if I have to put it in uh, in, in in rooms, this kind of uh, uh, different kind of people, these target groups in advertising, they're called uh, the 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 right or the left, the same as in uh, uh, in the politics. But if if you look at politics, it, 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 uh, there's there's so there's so much there's a there's a big shift going on with uh, between consciousness people who are 
they don't want, they don't want to go to a McDonald's or something like that. They just want to go to a grocery next door. Yeah. Um, uh, and people who just want that, and they are used to having that old system of way of thinking. So they're basically two two different people, you know. It's quite the opposite, and that's what you see in the world right now. That's what at least I notice now, and it's in, happening in Europe as well. Is that this there's this there's two groups of people going on, like really extreme, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, like, and obviously it's happening in the United States just because of who our president is currently. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, but there's more to it I mean, than that's that. A good example, right? I'm sorry. I mean, that's a good example of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Because and, and like, like that guy. Like, what was so genius about him is that he was able to tap into the, I mean, the undercurrent of racism in such a blunt way and just the way he talked just the way how blunt and how crude he was he was able to sell the sell a majority of the american public on just being yeah. an asshole like which is insane yeah, well, exactly and that's and that's what the, ex, the, this extreme extreme way of thinking is is uh, the way of thinking of now i think of what's happening in the world uh, people like is this uh, People are keen with this extreme way of thinking, and they they collaborate with people who think like that. Especially these people are, who are I don't want to say they're mad or something, but they they see this this figure and they say, "Yeah, this is the guy where I want to vote on," and then they go, you know, and it's yeah. nothing we can do. Right, and, uh, and, and then, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, and what I see, and how I see, how I see advertising um, responding on that, and that's really weird. I I don't see. Yeah, what I see in terms of responding is more that uh, the the extreme group of people who are going to, for example, to the McDonald's is still there, or to, to uh, drinking Heineken or the like the big beverages. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, they're still there, right. but um, what I notice is that they they sell up the smaller niche companies as well, and they keep it like that. That's really odd. It didn't happen before. Before bigger companies were like, okay. Um, well, uh, uh, we uh, we gonna, we're gonna sell out them and then them, and then uh, it's all part of one company. Uh-huh. Uh, but what they do now is that what I notice in Holland is that uh, under Heineken, there's Desperados and there uh, uh, there's the Cedar Beer, you know, uh, Bandit, and there's there's so many other beers, and the, these are more niche kind of beers. Mm-hmm. But Heineken keeps them like that, you know. So they they also respond on that audience and they don't mm. they know what's happening you know yeah so they kind of see that they ha- there is like a, a, a group of people that are into that and so they keep it that way so it it, it, it keeps that allure of a you know a niche that, thing that people that you know not everybody's drinking this and that's kind of the allure to it it's like this is exactly yeah. that's it's the, that's that underneath uh I want to say that underneath, underneath tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, but that's. I, I think that's. I mean, like it's smart though, right? Like that's a smart it thing to smart. do. It, to, not to sell out your your these small brands that you. Pick. I mean, obviously that's the easy way to say it, but to tell it. But there's a lot you can put it in a lot of perspectives in terms of advertising. But this is the easiest way to tell it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's cool. Now, yeah. when you're talking about the how your method of working now, as opposed to how you first started out, well, and I'm referring to how you sort of look at the client as a collaborator, 
Yeah. Was that something that you learned yourself or did you have like a mentor that kind of like sent you in that direction or, or was is it something that you just picked up from your environment? Like where, where did you, how did you develop that kind of relationship with clients? Oh, the, the weird thing in talking about mentors, I think mentors can be really, uh, 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 at some point in life, can, they can be very handy for you to go further in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I couldn't, uh, couldn't figure out uh, if it was handy during that time. Now I see it's as handy. It was handy <laughs> because yeah. I'm getting older and say, oh, now I get you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, um, my, for example, my mentor, he passed away, by the way, a couple of years ago. Oh. But he was uh, really, uh, he's, uh, he was uh, um, a good, uh, I call the, he was one of the gurus here in Holland uh, in terms of advertising. He came up with such great ideas, you know. And But not only in advertising, you know, he was going in different fields. He was not, he always said to me, don't relate your creativity to one point. And that, that's really weird because I, 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 I started in a society where people like choose and make your decision. I was like, fuck, uh, I want, di- I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And this guy was telling me, it doesn't matter. Put, if you are creative in something, create, creativity is a, in, is in a way a mentality. Yeah. It, it is a mentality. And if you have in a, and if you're, uh, if you understand, uh, using that mentality in a right way, you can put it on piano play, for example, or, uh, uh, painting or uh, whatever and it's it's a sort of it's a way of thinking and that's it's really funny and that's what he said to me and uh, i understood that later and uh, but uh, to be honest most of the things when i created something my mentor was always like yeah yeah i tried to do this bit to the left he was always like um adjusting me uh-huh. and um but he was never saying something to uh, but but so in a way, uh, so to to give some answer to your question, I'm I'm not sure to to uh, to give an answer because in in a big way, I always I always choose for myself and uh, trying to think for myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, then, and so so yeah. And then to the original question, I was asking. Um, so your development of your um, of your client relationship, like how you made them into your um, your um, Jesus how you're working with them instead of trying to sell them, you know, like you guys are uh, yeah, collaborator. Yeah. You look at your client as collaborator. Was that something that you sort of stumbled on yourself then? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, or, the thing is, I, 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 in the beginning, I tried to, to do it the, the other way as most advertising people do it because this is a really subjective kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This, is, this, is, this is the way I like it. Right. Uh, a lot of companies will don't agree with me and say, yeah, we're done with it. Uh, if they pay, we can do more work for them. You know, it's th- that kind of mentality. Uh, uh, but uh, I noticed that if I go into a friend relationship with my client, I understand them more and I understand their story more. So I, had to, I had to go on a personal road with them. Uh, nonetheless, you know, uh, there was no choice mm. in most cases. Um, yeah, uh, so, so it was a more of a sink or swim type of thing? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> at one point, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a lunch with my client instead of uh, meeting up at the ad agency club and then uh, sit in a boring room where you're with a screen next to you and say, "Yo, well, this is uh, my design." No, fuck that. We just go for a walk, or we, uh, you know, we just do some, and, and we have a good talk, like as human beings. Yeah. Uh, and when Deb wrote, in some cases, it's not always uh, that handy. 
uh, or that use not that usual because you know sometimes you have to go to a client's company and then obviously go to a meeting room and then do your thing but i think the first steps are important you know the first steps to get uh, to get to know the most of the clients that i have right now i'm 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 into a shift at this moment going to maybe talk about it later on but most of the, the clients at this point are i have a really good personal relationship with hmm so yeah no that's awesome and then what were you saying about you wanted to talk about later on i mean what what was that yeah um i mean you might, yeah, let's just talk about it now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> this is like um, so you said there's a shift is that what you said yeah there's a shift going on in, in, oh. my, in my work again so that's this is life obviously so it's right. always changed um the thing is like i'm, I'm, I'm telling you about this like uh, getting more personal with clients and mm-hmm. um when I try to do that even more and go to go out for having a drink with a client or with a director, I noticed that they were get, becoming friends of mine, and that's much more important than an assignment, you know. Yeah. Uh, an assignment is a conclusion, perhaps, of that, and uh, so uh, that's why I came up with the idea of starting my own agency after ten years, which I'm setting up right now. <laughs> oh wow! That's what. So that's what you're doing right now is you're starting your exactly. own thing. So, so I've I've been working for a lot of agencies and try, always try to work with agencies and then for, so I were always worked indirect with big clients but I were always work for ad agencies yeah. who work for Heineken all these companies so they hire me for, on project base for example two weeks or three weeks or maybe sometimes longer and I just hop on on uh, other projects and then uh, finish the project and then go that was my life but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of experience in that, but the shift that I'm talking about is—it's really funny because um, I think it's—it's it's time for it. You know, uh, it just—it came to me, and when I went for, to LA, uh, it was totally not my. Uh, I, I went to LA because I had a, a, a couple of meetings with some clients who had a company also in LA, like a, a base mm-hmm. clients of me in Holland. And uh, I, I bumped to someone who was a CEO of a company, who is a CEO of a company, and we were getting to know each other. And now he's a, one of the clients of uh, the company that I'm setting up. So, oh wow! Yeah, and and he's and he's setting up it himself, and he has people already working for him. So, but he's a startup as well, and so it's pretty funny to 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 see that. And but we still have, uh, will we. But I still I still keep the the balance between having a good personal relationship and business wise, you know. Yeah. Uh, and now here in Holland, I'm doing the same. So I'm shifting. That's the shift that I'm talking That's about. That's beautiful, man. I didn't expect that to be honest. I I felt like I had my I found my balance with clients in Holland. Well, I said okay, I had a target. I wanted to work for these kind of clients. And, oh, I'm here. I can I can I can do this for a couple of years, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm. Uh, but I didn't expect this turn, and then but I think it's logical, you know. I think for most creative persons to to see it more objective as an objective thing um, is that you you always that's a circle. You always come back to to who you are, you know, and who you. If you are more, if you're not that communicative, and you you're more of a of a maker or only. Trying to create, you know, instead of don't. I I notice that I'm more of a communicator. Yeah. You know, I want to connect with people. That's what what I think. I 
I enjoy that connecting with people, talk with you, and how we meet it, met each other. You know, right. it's pretty funny. But after that, we had a lot of conversation about life and politics. You know, and that's yeah. and that's the same kind of energy I put into uh, the clients that I work with now. And that's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Like uh, that to me, that's so beautiful when people come into to their realization of what they what they want and like and 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 it's so funny it just comes out of nowhere too it's just like i mean because you were completely happy just sort of traveling around and working for agencies or working you know doing your own solo gigs and stuff but but then for you to be like oh well why don't i just gather up these friends i've been making over the last 10 years and let's put it in a way uh let's make it my own company and so are you going to be partnering up with um anybody or? I, i'm talking with i'm talking now with uh two partners oh. already so 2080 will be the year of uh ladam it's called ladam is a, a company name it's about angels and amsterdam uh combined yeah. uh if, if you shorten up amsterdam it's like a dam and oh. if you shorten up la it's like la so that's a good starts with the ends with the a and a dam starts with a so it's an la the, a ladam ladam so it's as Americans probably will say, do you um do you uh, have a website up for that for the company? No, no we, it's still in the make, but we uh, we started four months ago now, and um, but the website will be soon online, and we'll give you a link as soon as we're ready. But we're basically now working on the the first couple of assignments. Oh wow! Not- so you guys are already fucking already cooking. I'm you guys are already yeah, doing. I'm working Dude. my ass off. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, "What do you think I'm doing over here, motherfucker?" <laughs> <laughs> thing, you know, and it's, it's so funny. I love uh, that. I, I love that so much, man. I'm really, I'm really, really happy for you. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- it was um, uh, there was no choice. I had to do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and and fun- the, the funny thing is that I wanted to do it for a long, long time, and and then LA, I realized like. What have I been waiting for, you know? Yeah. That's the whole thing. Sometimes yeah. you can be stuck in a way, like in your habits, and I thought like, um, oh, I'm already here. I've, I've got some clients over here. Go to LA. And, you know, it, it was also easy. And then, But not that easy because I was searching for something. Right. Uh, I was searching for something. And then I realized it was all already here. I, you know, I, for that feeling, because I know it's still a feeling, I didn't need to go. You know, craftsmanship, everything was already in me. I, I was searching outside of me. It was already here, you know? Right, right. And it helped me to figure out in San Diego, I must say, when I said went to San Diego with some blinks uh, in my eye as well. Yeah. Like, okay, and uh, some realizations. And um, yeah, now here in Holland, I'm setting up. I must say, it's a different route. It, um, it's a shift, but also. Because I work, always work individually for clients. I was always part of a team. And now I'm guiding a team. And that's an all other story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because you got, now you got to yeah. take the lead on this, right? Is that... Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's different, man. I have, I have to get used to it, to be honest. What's, um, what's, so, um, what's, what's, uh, what's the most difficult part about it, that lead position? What, I, I don't know if I'm asking that correctly. <laughs> is uh, being being me sometimes because i want to be as personal and transparent as possible with the people that i work with mm-hmm. and that's a, a, more to say a bit anti in this world because if you go to big corporate companies you feel you're talking with a robot <laughs> yeah uh, and, and that's so I, I realized that my company we will not get 
very big. I oh. must say, we would say the, uh, a small, a small boutique kind of thing. I like it. Uh, max, max ten people in the future, I think, and perhaps uh, in a different way. I, I, I can't, I can't really predict the future, but no. to be honest. Uh, you know, I, I want to be. Uh, I want to stay at a personal level with also with the people that work in with, especially because we are the people who are moving. Like, w- uh, look, when I was working for myself and had this tactic of working personally, uh, working at, at the personal level, uh, it was all fine. But now I'm working with people, and if they don't, if they act like a robot or like their egos are big, uh, they will they will uh, spread out a message from La Dame. Yeah. With that ego, and that's not my—that's not the goal. That's what happened in the beginning. I had some people brought some people together, and we did some assignments, and then uh, it went a bit too fast, and people like having big talks, and then eventually they we end up having nothing, you know, or half of the half of the things delivered. Right. So th- there has to be a good balance in be- in. Um, saying what you do and, and, and create it um, uh, and, and make sure your deadline is uh, being made. That's, I, I was always doing my own deadlines. Now I make sure that I was getting my deadlines. But, oh, uh, yeah, you got to make sure other motherfuckers are staying up but, on it. Exactly. but, but and, and still, yes, and still I want to be uh, as friendly as possible, but that's difficult sometimes because, uh, I mean, I think uh, in a way you need to... Uh, I, uh, don't be a tyrant, you know, never be a tyrant. Mm-hmm. But my way is to be um, transparent and say what you think in a, in a, in a normal way. That's my, and that's, that's what the people um, like about me working with them because I never really stress uh, when we work. That's, that, that's maybe a big word, but um, I, I stressed a lot when I started working for a couple of years. And I stressed out because I wasn't sure about my craftsmanship. I wasn't sure about my work. I wasn't sure about this or that. Uh, Insureness, for me, makes stress. Yeah. If I'm sure about something, something isn't right in my in my in my doing, you know. And I, if I notice that, I notice directly. Okay, this is not work for me. I have to hire someone. So that's a new subject that I'm starting to know right now. When I'm starting now my company, is that. If I if I if I can't do something, even if I like it, uh, it will cost me money to hire someone, but it will be finished in the less in less time, you know. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, sometimes it's just better to pay somebody. <laughs> exactly, and then you go, come to another point. That person needs to be needs to fit in the in the same group. Mm-hmm. And and I think we're getting now. We're getting here right now. We have a really cool uh, group of people. We're now with six already. Six freelance. I work with freelancers still, and um, hopefully I'm gonna can hire someone in 2018. Uh, but yeah, I'm in the beginning, man. So I I like that. Uh, I like that <laughs> your your message or your um, I like that your core values of the company is like your client is your collaborator, and you need to treat them with respect and you know listen to them and 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 that's what you're trying to do when you hire people is like i need somebody who's going to be able to take our core yeah. values and spread it you know as if they were their own exactly but that's the other way around as well and that sounds maybe odd because most people or even freelancers or companies would would say would don't go with me uh, the client is king that's what they say you know uh-huh. but that's not that doesn't count for me things it needs to go from both sides, you know. And I, I, to be honest, I, I was in, a, I was in, a, I was with a client in LA, 
uh, and I was in a conversation with someone who also wanted to have an identity, a brand identity, and some web development, uh, all kinds of sort of things. And at some certain point, I was honest to them, and I said, they, they the whole time they wanted to go into a corporate way, and I noticed from their story that they, that the story needs to be a more uh, needs to be told a more niche and more in a funny way. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt from my experience. And they were like, no, and I said, okay, then I'm sorry because this is how I feel with it, uh, and I, I uh, this is my point. And he was even getting angry, and I said, don't be angry. That's not that's also not my point. But I noticed there was not a collaboration. Right. So at some point, you have to say, I can either go along with this client and work my ass off every time and then don't get energy back or say, okay, I think we have to go different roads, routes, roads, routes, ways. <laughs> and um, I did that. And I can, I, can, I can do these kind of decisions, you know. I made it. Yeah. I said, you know, I think there are options out there so go for it yeah yeah totally i i feel that though man i feel that it's like if you if you're not if you're not getting out what you're putting in then you're just sort of it's just you're 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 creating stress for yourself it's basically what's i mean in the end of it if you continue to do that with someone you're just creating stress and problems and and in the end they might not be happy at all and you wasted your time Exactly, stressed on both sides, and the, and at the end, they 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 were happy about it. <laughs> That's the funny part. They were they were calling me back every day, and they said, "Hey Benjamin, I just want to talk with you again about the, our last conversation. We think that you you're quite transparent about everything, and you uh, uh, must say we had a good talks with you. And uh, take care, good luck with everything. You know. So transparency is also a way to. Uh, it's honesty, you know, and mm-hmm. honesty always uh, pays back, you know? Yeah, yeah, people appreciate that, considering that everybody's just lying constantly. <laughs> it's like you have to yeah, yeah, wade yeah. through the bullshit to get to, like, the gems. And and when you of find course, someone... Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, bullshit in a way is also, uh, also um, a, sign, a sign of I'm not successful. And that connection, I never made that connection. Too much people have this. I don't know why they have that connection, but um, yeah, they must be successful. That uh, I, 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 don't, I can't say we're we're successful yet. We we're starting up. You know, I I only want our core values to be set up uh, good enough. And I, and I'm honest. If if we're not getting there in a proper way, and I'm stressing out too much, if I have this feeling of insecureness again, yeah, too much, I would naturally say this is not the right way. So. Yeah. So, so it's it, it it is it is a gamble, but I, I I will I'm I'm choosing I'm making this decision uh from from my nature, you know. It's my body is doing this, and if it goes wrong, the other way, I'm happy about it as well. You yeah. know, people also have to acknowledge that sometimes if if you can't connect with someone and uh, and be honest, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad, and and the our part to designers and creators. Uh, maybe a tip as well. Like if if there's a, str- a struggle in collaborations, especially in cre- creativity, there are a lot of egos going on. I know it, especially in advertising. <laughs> and um, it's a struggle, you know. And uh, don't don't um, um, if you always feel always go for your gut feeling. If the if the struggle isn't isn't natural, you know. If if, if this 
sometimes a struggle is good, you know, but it's a struggle, it's something you can't really place. You, it's, sometimes you have to be honest and cut it for yourself, you know? Yeah. And cutting in a way that is fair enough for the person you are cutting with and for yourself. And don't say, well, you know what? I never want to work with you again because you talk crap. Cut. <laughs> and then you go to another client and you experience the same shit. Right. And that's not good, you know? You have to be at that point. You must be honest with the person, and then you go. That's I see person people making the same mistakes. That's what I did as well, you know. And yeah, I can't say it will happen. It won't happen in the future. Probably that's part of our human being, you know. But right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mistakes are gonna come and go, but like as long as I think that what's important for I mean, especially anybody who's trying to start up their own business is that they have a clear idea of what it wants to be but also allow it to change and allow it to be fluid because you can also get stuck on your own ways or old ways. And, and like, like you're saying, you kind of get comfortable in a situation, like when you were working for other people or working, you know, you got comfortable, like that was easy for you, but like you want more than that. And you want to be able to have a little bit more control of what you're putting out there. But, but yeah. you're, but you're not, but you're also someone who's not afraid to roll with the punches or, or change, you know, like you, you, you're oh. able to fluidly work with, uh, people and, and with your business. And I think, oh, that, oh. I think that's, yeah, a, go on. oh, well, I think that's a lot of mistakes that people make. I was just talking to this, um, I, I went down to Cincinnati and just a city in, uh, uh, South, Southern Ohio. And um, they're a record label, and they're yeah. also a record store. So their record label and the record store kind of act as a terrarium for the label and kind of makes it... Well, anyways, he was telling yeah. me that he's seen a lot of these old school record stores kind of falling, like failing because yeah. they're not willing to change with the times because in the vinyl world, people are buying vinyl records they're buying yeah. like Taylor Swift vinyl records or they're buying like yeah. Kendrick Lamar or, or Kanye West. Yeah. And, you know, they have these old school guys who are like, no, I only use old vinyl. I only do, yeah. you know, used vinyl of like from the set from like 1950 to 1990, you know, like that's it. And, yeah. and, and what they're doing is they're blocking off a whole nother set of people because they're, yeah. they think that what they're doing is sticking to their guns and they're just their old mentality. And like they can still do like the, have their old mentality, but at least you know welcome everybody. So like you're cutting off a whole slew of of customers by not carrying new stuff. And and he was saying just something as small as carrying new vinyl uh, of new artists is yeah. like killing these guys. And <clears throat> being able to roll with the punches and being able to uh, adapt and being able to see what's going on around you and sort of like form your company with that, you know, you grow with society and not try to work against it. it, it it's just... It, yeah, I must say it's uh, it, it growing with... Uh, uh, there was a good... Somebody gave a good example Uh it was an artist who he made. A, he said, "When I get inspired by people, uh, like inspiration can, is also a subjective thing, right? But if you put, uh, put if you think of it as an objective thing, mm -hmm. if you say, okay, I get inspired by this, some people copy it, right? Right. They say, okay, uh, um, I, I, I need to draw this, and they they draw the pen and they they draw the as it is, and they say, oh, that's nice. Did you did you use a picture for that? Yeah, I used the picture. Oh, nice. So you copied it. 
well, yeah, copying, but it's beautiful, right? Yeah, okay, but just if, if you, for example, try to use um, uh, uh, paint and make a pen, so people will say, whoa, that's a nice pen. That's that's not really the pen, but it's it is in a different approach because you're using paint to do it. Yeah. Uh, but you can also go a different step and say, this pen is really cool. I get inspired by the shape, by the form, and by the color. And people use the color and a bit of the shape and make something new. And this is the, exactly the point of where creativity starts for me. Uh, and also to refer to your that record label, uh, because going with the time can be sometimes implemented uh, implemented as we need to copy others. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and that's what I don't want to do. Gotcha. But they can easily adapt and say, okay, we have all this new kind of music. How can we implement that into our, our concept? Yeah. So this, this is what the challenges them to think about their story. Like, it, do we have a story? Oh, our story is to old to, to sell old records. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry too. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not how it works, you know. And yeah. this is how people get stuck sometimes, and they have to have to step out into the comfort zone and say, "Let's do it and try to combine it and and try to make something new," you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. different, though. But that's that's where that's where the creativity starts. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Definitely. I mean, oh, it's <laughs> um, so um, we're we're coming close to the end of the show here. Yeah, and yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to ask you uh, how your personal art was doing because um, I really liked your. I think it was like a steampunk kind of like futuristic yeah, yeah. thing. I was wondering since you started the business, um, have you sort of kind of put that aside uh, or are you still working on it like what what's your goals with that oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it the whole time good questions because this is this is something you know i mean uh, this is uh in L- the people in la uh and uh in, in the state when i went to the states they really respond good on the steampunk illustration mm. but i had only one or two illustrations in that style so i was like fuck i need to make a series you know a series of it um, uh, but how is it going with it? Bad, because I'm thinking about it every day. So my 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 soul is saying, "Come on, come on, create, create." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" But I need to. And that's what I said to you um, a while ago. Like right now, and I'm I'm in a position and where where I need to invest also in another part of creativity mm. uh, to eventually do the things I really like to do, and that's to create. Uh, illustration and that's illustrations in that style to make series and go touring a bit and then create a, for now for example that steampunk style is like a 3d printer uh, I, I will upload uh, one to my website so people maybe can see uh, because this is uh, a bit confidential still you saw it but yeah. I want to spread it out into the world when the series finished but I want to use a modern techniques like a 3d printer in an old style yeah. Uh, for example, I finished uh, a VR glass, and I'm almost almost finishing my drone. Uh, uh, and there's another uh, two two other gadgets co- coming up. And when that f- series is finished, series finished, I want to start with a new series, and I want to make a, uh, like three theme park post a theme park poster from Moby Dick, and then Loch Ness, all these big old fiat. You have to see it. <laughs> I really oh, like that. Yeah. So there's there's a 
couple of new series coming out, and when I've got 20, and it's probably over five years, when this is all, I think, somewhere, the company and the work that I do, mm. I can say, okay, guys, um, <laughs> now I'm... Now I want to go this way. I'm doing me. Bye. No, but that's but that's cool. I I completely understand. I I understand that completely because first of all, you have a career and you have uh, and you have a new business and sometimes your personal art kind of has to take a sidestep because you're building something. But in the end of that, I feel like you're going to be able to build something. You're going to be able to build a base where you're going to be able to step away from your company and just throw yourself completely into your work and not have to worry about like, Oh shit, I got to get this deadline done because I need to pay rent or something. You know, like you're, you're, um, you're taking care of your, your, um, you know, just your everyday need to live. Like you need to eat, you need to pay rent, you need to do all that stuff. So you're taking care of that, your basic human needs. (laughs) And, and then you can kind of go and express yourself and um i and there's nothing wrong with that man and, and i you know i i know as as a creative person how how guilty you almost feel for not working on your own stuff it's like when i'm yeah. recording for other people i'm just like why am i not doing that oh oh yeah because you gotta pay rent stupid <laughs> yeah. so keep going and uh but i i am on your i'm on your website right now and that's um b-e-n-i-j-a-m-i-n S L A G T dot N L. So you go there, yeah, check out his work. And you, see, you can see uh, uh, some storyboards. Uh, you can see some illustrations. It's quite, it's quite a mix of some uh, a lot, you know. Yeah, um, and I'm seeing the uh, Heinz heroes. That was what you were working on when we met. Was the Heinz heroes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole series, by the way. This, this is just one. Um, I have to upload more. Uh, but I'm I'm also working on a new identity, like a brand identity, mm. which I can, which I have different subjects that's in storyboarding, design, and now it's all clustered a bit together. Mm. Uh, but this is also a, 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 maybe a way to sit, to show what I can do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, there's a lot of sketching over there. So the, you see the Nike bin, you know, that that I created. Uh, that was actually made as well. So uh, these are co- concept sketches. So some things are. Like the like the Heinz things, uh-huh. they they really they basically shoot they they uh, they uh, photograph they did photography uh, on people uh, for that. So basically, my drawings are as a backup for for film mm. most of the time. I call it storyboarding. So it's more sketchy. Uh, but the Christian Benteke one, that's a famous a soccer player from England. The upper one um, is one. Yeah, yeah. The the more design. Ah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's like lightning yeah. bolts coming out of his head. <laughs> yeah. It's tight. Okay, yeah. I, I I know I said we were going to wrap this up, but like I, I was just curious on how like uh, when you're working on movies and you're doing yeah. storyboarding and stuff, like yeah. um, what is what is like uh, the oh man i don't i don't think this is a good question now that i'm now that i'm gonna say it but but what what is the biggest difference between when you're working on storyboards and you're working on say a logo or um or a font or whatever uh the biggest difference is that um visualizing that's that's also in the word difference visualizing is visualizing ideas and that can there's always sketchy needs to be always sketchy as a as a rough idea oh yeah design the design goes mere into the to the product. 
Gotcha. And uh, like I said, I've been working for a couple of years as a visualizer, but I also did graphic designs. And that's the confuse sometimes for uh, for people. It's like, what what do you do, you know? Right. My clients know it. They know that I work as a graphic designer as well. Uh, but uh, but the storyboarding uh, too. So the, the new website will probably uh, explain it more better. But um, to give an, an, uh, a straight answer to the question, uh, the biggest difference is... Uh, visualizing is more in the concept stage and design is more in the uh, execution stage in making, creating, actually creating it. Beautiful. Benjamin, thank you so yeah. much for like taking time out of your busy life trying to start a company <laughs> to talk to yeah. my ass. So I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, you know, and, and just, you know, st- um, you know, just giving good information for people who might be interested in going into this field and um yeah thanks no worries but all right man well thank you very much and i um i'll I'll yeah thanks for having me have a talk and uh what's a pleasure yeah for sure man love that guy I'm hoping I can go to Amsterdam this summer. He's having an art show out there. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I can actually afford that. So we'll see. And if I do go to Amsterdam, of course, you're going to come with me. So let's hope for that. Write the show at we speak English Good at gmail.com. And again, check out the website, wespeakenglishgood.net. And that'll do it for this week. So be nice to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Peace in the Middle East and chicken grease.